welcome back once again to the Kentucky Kernels of Truth. We are, as you well know, the Kentucky hunters of the weird, wild, and true crime. I am Kate Denny Farr. I am Wes Brown, the grill master. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Kevin Farr, hidden in the background. <laughs> Actually, there is a 25-foot cable. He's in a different room, guys. <laughs> it, it, there's, yeah, I, I enjoy the grill, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably, well, we put him in a different room just to prevent the side eye from me. Yeah. It distracts. It's going to be coming through the walls. Yeah. If I actually had my way, that's how we would do it for complete and utter isolation. <laughs> if I, just yeah. to me or? No, to, to every one of us. Mm. Well, because you can already, the, the people at home can't see, but I have put up uh, moving blankets on my walls. Yep. Tacked them up on the walls to uh, to down, uh, dampen sound and reverb. And if I have a woman in here, it'll look like either I'm a serial killer or schizophrenic. schizophrenic. Yes, because this is what keeps the CIA, the, the, the blankets keep the CIA rays out. Uh, I, op- the CIA. I opt that she'll think he's a serial killer. Mm. <laughs> that's Probably. My, that's my bet. That's a weird sex thing. Everything's a weird sex <laughs> you, thing. You've got Everything t- is a weird got, sex thing. You've got two cats. You live by yourself. <laughs> I've done. I've run it down. I've run it down. <laughs> Yeah. You're not schizophrenic. No. <laughs> so what are we doing today, guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have an update from our last week's and the week before Charlie Manson and his little merry band of, you know, fuck-ups. Murderous yeah. misfits. Yeah. Murderous misfit fuck-ups. Um, so apparently... Bruce Davis, one of the trio that murdered Shorty Shea, the uh, ranch hand at uh, Spawn's Movie Ranch, who told George Spawn, the owner of said movie ranch, that, you know, he could uh, chase off Charlie and and the family. Uh, Bruce Davis is up for parole. He was actually granted parole by the uh, California Parole Board um on uh friday was the 28th yeah on the 28th of june and uh if governor gavin newsom does not overturn that decision in 120 days then uh he will walk out of prison excuse me however mm-hmm. just as prior governors have done he um overturned the decision that the parole board had passed down to parole leslie van houten uh who was who had participated in the murders of lino and rosemary la bianca um earlier in june so um i'm hoping that uh governor super liberal he is way more liberal than I am. I, mean, I realize that the rest of my family thinks that I am super, super liberal. I'm actually a fairly moderate centrist. Mm. But, oh, yeah, he is very, very liberal. But I'm hoping that he will go, uh-uh, and tell him that life means life. And he's going to sit there and think mm. about what he did. Just like, you know, they've done with Leslie Van Houten. But current, the current thing is that pretty much every governor has been like, no. We are not releasing Manson family killers. It's not happening. Right. They're all going to sit there. So that is the latest update. So two family members have come up for parole, Leslie and Bruce Davis. And uh, 
the parole board has granted them parole, but in the case of Leslie Van Houten, the governor has overturned that decision and said no, and we're still waiting to hear what happens to Bruce Davis. How long did it take for him to overturn Leslie's? Um, Since he's got 120 days. Well, since it was earlier in June and this is the end of June, I don't think it was that long. I don't really know because I didn't hear about that until it was over and done with, to be perfectly honest. So it didn't really make that much of a splash in the news. Right. Because it's kind of like the same old news cycle on repeat. So it's not really news anymore. It was a big deal the first few times that she was trying for parole, but now not really so much. Because it's like, you know, the governor's going to overturn the decision anyway. So, eh, who cares? Or at least that's kind of what it seems to be. Yeah, it feels like, even with Manson already dead, that it's going to be a major change of an error for California when all the last of the family's dead. Yeah, I'm pretty okay with that. Well, I mean, I'm saying when they're gone, they're, yes. they, they won't have to deal with this anymore. It's, right. It, it almost seems like it will be... A relief. Right. It'll finally be history. Yes. And you know what? That's okay. That's perfectly fine. Because in all honesty, when they come up for parole, you know, I mean, it's all, well, we've served our time. You know, we, we've done our time. We've paid our debt to society. But where's the accountability? None of them have ever taken any ownership right. of what they've done to anyone. It's always, you know, well, I was under Charlie's spell and, you know, I was so afraid of Charlie, but they've never taken any ownership. The day that any of them take any ownership, I might actually die of shock. Hmm. Like probably like fall over dead. Hmm. So I'm not waiting for that to happen. I'm not going to hold my breath because I'll probably pass out first. So, hmm. yeah, and that's our Manson update. That is our Manson update. I and mean, I might, t- and I have something that might tie into Manson later with what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. But, uh, cause I sent you that link this morning. Yes. I and that. I was just like, oh my God. Cause it is crazy. Of course it is. <laughs> All this shit is crazy. All this shit is nuts. Well, anyways, we last week, even though we started with, with, with Charlie again, we said that we're going to try something fun this week. Mm-hmm. And what was. <laughs> <laughs> and what did it finally end up being? What is, what is our fine, fun topic this week, Kate? Mining disasters. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, mining disasters. And hey, why? Because we live, we live in a state where one of the major um, sources of industry has been coal mining for the longest time. I mean, it really has. It's it's next to corn, soybeans, and Tobac- weed. Tobacco. Yeah, tobacco and weed. Mm-hmm. Although we don't really talk about weed. It, it, it is, though. Let's not lie here. Um, you know, coal has been one of our major industries. So, you know. It, it, coal, and, and we are not, I don't know about you guys, I don't make a case for coal anymore. Uh, everybody, you, everybody, around, everybody around here has the friends of coal uh, license plates Mm-mm. because it's it's traditional around here. But boy, it ain't it ain't gonna do it. it, it besides climate change, hey, we all agree climate change is real, right? 
Yes. Okay, thank goodness. Climate change is real. Just because you're going to tell me that, you know, y'all can come at me if you want to and tell me that climate change is not real and that it's just a political thing. And I'm going to look at you and ask you if your mother had any children that lived. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the... Don't uh, deny the science. Right. But, you know, but again, it's so deep here in both sides of the state. Your dad was a coal miner. Um, Dad actually um, worked in the shop. He was underground for a little while, but Uh he worked in the shop most of the time. He was he was management. Oh, okay. Basically, he wasn't like management management, but he was kind of like. <laughs> you all said that with a disgusted tone. Well, he we'll get into that management. because my dad also worked in the mines mm-hmm. tw- over twenty years. My dad, mine. Well, yeah. Uh, what did your dad do? Uh, he owned his own business. Oh, good for him. He was he built uh, travel trailers from the ground up. Basically, that's actually pretty cool. He was a welder. Cool. Well, dad was uh, a mechanic in the mines. Mm-hmm. And he was like a mechanic underground. Yeah. So when shit fucked up underground, not only was he underground, he was under equipment. And it was somebody else's fuck up. Oh, yeah. Which is, then he brought that mentality home. Of course. uh, (laughs) So, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, okay, when you look at it, you and I are from the same area. Right. Both raised Catholic. Right. With dads that worked for the mine. And you know what? Did your dad work for Peabody Camp 2? Dad worked for, um, wait, Peabody Camp 2 was... Um, Dad worked over in Muhlenberg County. Right. So I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying. I can't remember what Camp 2 was because I was. I was. I swear to God that Camp 2 sounds really familiar, though. So I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I was I was little when Dad finally quit. Yeah. uh, uh, But yeah, the so there actually is because Dad was not management and there was because my dad was union. There was a good chance that he may have told your dad to fuck off. So. Oh, probably. I mean, you know, it's all right. Because <laughs> that, that was how that was back then. I mean, the yeah. The 80s were an ugly time in coal yeah. mining. Lots of lots of guys have told my dad to fuck off, whether it was because, you know, they were union and dad was not. Right. Or because, you know, dad was a corrections officer and they were inmates. Or because dad was their parole officer and right. they were his wayward children. Yeah. So just saying, there's plenty of people. Take your pick. Right. But mining, not not just the industry, but there are old mines everywhere. Literally. This this half of the state especially is very much undermined. This entire town, my house probably has a coal mine under it. I'm sure Ev- uh, the, ours does too. The, the city building is sinking. They have to keep mm-hmm. putting cement under it. Uh, mm-hmm. There was, I, I told you this story yesterday because I was telling Dad about how I was researching mines. <laughs> there, he told me yesterday morning, oh, yeah, we had a state came in and filled in that mine shaft behind the garage. I was and like, I'm like, what? I was, me too. I was like, I'm, number one, I'm 38. I was like, you never told me there was a mine shaft back there? Oh, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. The fuck? Well, like, like well, how big was it, Dad? And, and that old man told me, well, I got 50 feet down in it before I saw it was too slippery. And I came back. I was like, you went the fuck down in there? <laughs> Probably, Jesus Christ! Well, because he he and he and the neighbor guy that he always hangs out with, and the neighbor, the neighbor guy is a little bit of a trash picker. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he finds scrap metal, and he saw that f- sounds like the neighbor guy that my dad hangs out with. Yeah, They're well, always bullshitting. And, yeah, you know, and and the neighbor guy's got his his man cave garage. That, right. You know, and he's he's always tinkering with something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were, they were they, well, apparently they were shining flashlights <laughs> down in the, down in the, the shaft. And he's, Are we sure that we're not related? I don't. And it's know. Not the same dad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you ever caught the. I don't know if you ever lined up for the ass whoopings. I never saw you in that line. No, <laughs> uh, no. But I only had one brother. Right. That I'm aware of. But I look a lot like Sam. 
You do. Yeah. Which is maybe it's different mom, uh, different dads, but the same mom. She just hasn't told either of you. Right. That's that's not how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your real dad's got custody. Yeah, but no, he he went down the damn mine. They they were they were hunting. They were hunting for trash because people have been throwing. Oh my god! But I hunting for there was apparently a uh, the frame of an old push mower down there that the guy wanted. And dad got down so far, he's like, and he's like, number one, he goes, hell of a slope, you know, because he was used to modern mines. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, had a hell of a slope. And then uh, I think I saw where the cutoff was, the, the what do they call them, the uh, the shoot off. That's what they called mm-hmm. when they would start a new, a new sideline. Yeah. In fact, there is a vent for that in the yard. That I used, oh, my God. That I used to put, I used, it's only, you know, it's only about a foot around, but I used to put the lawnmower in it all the time, you know. Oh, my God. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, I was like, you never told me there was a mine shaft back there. I, you know, I've lived here since I was 10. And he goes, yeah. I said, I could have got narnia <laughs> <laughs> I could have, you know, I, I really could have been going dumbness. to. Yeah, oh I, God. I, yeah, they, no, no. I wouldn't have had that ending would not have happened because it wouldn't have been that happy. Right. But no, we, it, it, uh, there is yeah, a. Yeah, two days later, they would have been like, narnia where's been Wes? Right, yeah. Where did he go? <laughs> right. Yeah, they wouldn't be like, it's quiet. Where's Wes? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> but but yeah, there actually is a uh, a division of uh, abandoned mines in Kentucky, you know, and they're always called out for stuff. And I there's sink, sink, may, many a sinkholes opened up in my yard because it's completely undermined. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try the people who own the place who originally owned it tried to put a a lake back there, and it didn't last two days. No, right. So but yeah, but everything around here is undermined. Oh yeah. You know, we're, we're we're sitting over you know just a crazy, all mm-hmm. flooded out now. But we're we are literally sitting over a crazy, just network of of tunnels. Oh yeah, I mean, um, Granny used to get a check every year, um, mineral rights, mm-hmm. because you know, company bought the the rights for under the property right. for anything that they could pull out. So, well, I'll I'll tell you about. Um, I'll tell you that from actually working for the uh, the sewer department, mm-hmm. uh, I know like about a third of the old houses in this town. They don't hook up to the sewer line; they just go. They drop directly into a mine shaft. Oh yeah. Yep, that's where their doo goes. Mm-hmm. It's not a surprise. That's how. Ooh, these... That's not going to be a, a a tunnel you want to break into someday. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're not going to find gold in that rock. No, but, but but like I said, the the mining is just just corn. It's just everywhere. It's, it's ubiquitous. <laughs> it's just everywhere. Yeah. And this started. Uh, and this this comes back to my joke about how all the stuff I want to do only takes fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. And that's why this is only going to you know we we actually went on to mine explosions because I was going to do the Belleville lumberjack. Yeah. Now in um, back in nineteen forty six. No, it was December twenty sixth, nineteen forty five. Yeah, it was. There yeah, were, I was about to say it was forty five. Yeah, it there, wasn't quite forty six yet. Uh, there was uh, at Four Mile uh, Mine, Belvin, uh, It was not Penny Ryle. It was Pine Pineville. It was outside Pineville. of Pineville. Yeah, so there's too many. There's too many pen, uh, Penny Royal, Pineville, Penny Ryle. You know, Pikeville. Yeah, Pikeville. We kept, we kept thinking it was Pikeville, but outside of Pineville, which is about four hours from here, out out east, mm-hmm. there was the Four Mile Mine mm-hmm. with with mine number one, the Belvin Mine number one. It had an explosion. 
this actually happened. Yes. It's well documented. I've actually was able to, with a little bit of Googling, mm-hmm. dig, I was actually uh, able to dig up the, uh, the the federal mine report on it. Oh, yes. Uh, and yes, the explosion actually happened. Let's mm. get that. What caused uh, the explosion? Oh, God, it could have been anything, really. Yeah. I mean, this is 1945. It could have been... You know, it was most likely either gas or dust. Yes. Uh, coal dust in the air is combustive. Yes. Uh, also, you're uh, also you don't you do not smoke underground. No. Dad, dad told me they would whip your ass if they caught you with mm-hmm. a cigarette underground. And dad, and dad and dad's a chain smoker, just about. So he did not when he went underground. He didn't smoke. He just dealt with it. Mm-hmm. But um, this actually happened. That's that's the first question you always ask when you when you get in these paranormal things. Well, number one, the damn thing ever happen actually. Yeah. And and so yes, this did happen. Uh, 27 men died. Seven men made it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it was a miserable. It was a miserable thing. It took people days to do the rescue. Oh yeah. But there is uh, in the paranormal community. This is all these awful geosite style. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, awful backgrounds. You know, like we're- Shadowlands.net. Right. Oh, right. God. But there, there is a tale that apparently in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Early '80s, that there was a uh, uh, in the Penny Ryle in the oh, shit in the Pineville. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. It's okay. In I the, totally get it because it's it's too easy to do. Yeah, and, and we I, live in the Penny Ryle region, right? But this is Pineville that we're talking about, right. so it's easy to conflate them. And um, there is supposedly a newspaper interview with one of the survivors. Mm-hmm. Um. Detailing how when they were down in there, when they were in the, tra- the trap shaft they were in, a door opened up in the side of the shaft onto a, a well-lit bright r- room. And from that room uh, stepped a uh, a lumberjack, a man in blue jeans and a plaid shirt with a big old beard. And he said, boys, don't worry. You're going to be just fine in a little while. And he walked back in. Door closed. It's the 14th doctor. <laughs> oh my god stop it it is not and sure enough they were they were they were uh rescued with it very soon after that now here's the thing you get in these sites and even some, a couple books i found because mm-hmm. google reads actually has books, oh, sure. I, and i i think i may have sent you one of those links you did but uh they only ever re- they only reference they, they keep referencing each other but no one yeah. no one has the newspaper right which so, is just like yeah so it may on. so it put up it, the newspaper link yeah there's there's no article they they reference an article. There's no article. There's no right. proof, except that last night when I went down a deep dark Google hole. Those are so easy to fall into. Like a mine shaft? Nah, not quite like a mine shaft. Actually, I actually where I just was drinking a little bit and getting uh getting a little loose with my uh, search terms. So like a mine shaft? Yeah, like a mine shaft. <laughs> there is I found on a on a uh, ancestor website. John, was it no? Uh, yeah. John Hatfield, mm-hmm. Joe, no, Joe Hatfield. Shit, I'm bad, guys. This is why I'm not a professional. Anyways, one of his children posted a cropped picture yep. of a Penny Ryle, damn it, Pineville. Of a, of a Pineville newspaper with him on it with 35, 35th anniversary yeah. of of the Belva Mine explosion. Mm-hmm. So that was 1980. Yeah. So there is an interview. There is an interview yes. with one survivor. Now- it does not this this uh, in that cropped that you you sent us the, the yeah. link to this and I tried enlarging it to mm-hmm. read it. There is, I mean, in it, what it, I could see, there is no mention of a door or because room. It, it's the front page. So, yes. so it would be on another page, right? So that means, and here's the thing: on the uh, one of my favorite podcasts, it's actually part of my my uh, uh, 
inspiration for doing this mm-hmm. is Monster Talk with Blake Smith and Karen Stolzno. And he, they often have a uh, uh, a guest named Jerry Drake, who's a paranormal writer, but he's also where he's an archivist with the federal government. Oh, yeah. And he told me, because I got on the Facebook group and asked, mm-hmm. he told me, oh, I already looked for this for, for a guy. It doesn't exist. The newspaper does not exist in the uh, in the uh, 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 Library of Congress. No. So that means I'm going to have to drive my ass four hours to Pineville and be a weirdo and go into the uh, go into the library and look at microfiche asking, asking for a very particular newspaper. And I might just do that. And the, I got vacation coming up yeah, in August. So I might just do that. I might just take that, you know. I can chauffeur. There you go, because I hate driving. Um, Road trip, yay! Yay, the pint to Wacky Pineville. <laughs> I'll start Googling interesting sites about Pineville. Yeah, maybe, we might go to Mammoth Cave. I don't know if it's on the way or not. Mammoth Cave's only like two hours from here. I don't know about that. No, thank you. Mammoth Cave, okay. Kate doesn't like closed in spaces that's fine that is not fun but uh but yeah but so that, that th- and as far as i know i'm the only person that's ever brought this up because the and i and maybe i am maybe i'm not i don't know but the the thing is is that there is a podcast called strange familiars mm-hmm. uh and the host uh, timothy i can't remember his last name but strange familiars look it up it's actually pretty fun it's pretty chill podcast it's it's a pretty fun podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's your familiar over there. Yeah, she, my cat, <laughs> I have a cat sticking her head into a ruffles bag. Um, but uh, I didn't know they liked all dressed. But there is a <laughs> there is a phenomenon called flannel man, mm-hmm. which is people see basically a lump, a special lumberjack at the foot of their bed, <laughs> and it's usually a tall man with a plaid or, or check shirt, flannel shirt, blue jeans. Big beard, sometimes red glowing eyes, and uh, and it's a thing. People call in, and they and so he's kind of revitalized this idea of flannel man. And he found someone pointed out the uh, the Belva thing to him, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's that's why it's kind of come bubbled back up to the top. And so, uh, like I said, I may do, I may actually make the drive to Pineville to uh, see if I can't find that newspaper to to at the very least see if it's even in the paper. If it's just him talking about the, the explosion, then I can at least say, because because even if they, even they yeah, talk about it, it doesn't have the proof that... Yeah, that there's actually, the, the, the data point exists. Right. I can at least prove the data point exists. No, you know, here's a survivor who did not say he saw Flannel Man. Yeah. But, you know, at this point, you know, 35 years later, he's probably going, you know, I've told this a few times and uh, I don't need to be called crazy again. <laughs> right. And they there's a there's a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of thought that, that they were actually confusing that story with something that happened in 1965 in Shepton, Pennsylvania. There was a a mine disaster where the where the shaft caved in. A man was killed, and two men were trapped 300 feet underground for like 14 days. Oh my god! And uh, and they talked about uh, they talked about again seeing a lumberjacks. Like they saw, they saw men that they said either look like linemen or lumberjacks. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that the people who are enthusiasts of this they only uh-huh. mention. They don't mention the five days where they are having deep, deep religious hallucinations. They, oh yeah, they Which saw. Is, oh my god, they saw that Pope Ben. They saw Pope, Pope Benedict. John, uh, Pope no, Pope John the twenty third. Right, who had died six weeks before. Yes. And which ended up being, yeah, that was attributed to his miracles and led to his eventual sainthood yeah and they because saw there was they saw a staircase to heaven basically like a marble staircase there, yeah they saw a lot of shit 
mean, they saw no. a lot of shit. They were, uh, of course, you know, it was 14 days underground. They were, they were having it. Oh yeah. They were completely stressed out, uh, sensory deprivation. F- they were, they, they were, were dehydrated, nothing. which can lead Probably to delusions. Yeah. They were sucking, they, they were sucking on the rafters for, for moisture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you do what you have to do. Yeah. And because it's usually you can survive seven days without food, mm-hmm. three days without water, mm-hmm. three minutes without oxygen. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. And fortunately, on the fifth day, they, they actually had this, they got a shaft down to them and they mm-hmm. dropped food and all, all that. But they still, they kept having these crazy hallucinations. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they were uh, Henry Throne and David Felon were the, yeah. Feline were the guys that, uh, that survived. Um, I can't find the name of the guy that died, but um, I read I read a couple uh, interviews from the very early part of it mm-hmm. where the where Throne was just like, yeah, I saw some stuff. I mean, it was you know they were asking what it was like. I, right. I saw some things, and and uh, my friend saw them too, but they weren't they weren't really getting specific about it. Yeah, it's not it's not until they started going on the radio. Right. Until, of course, by then, you know, you keep retelling it. People keep expecting more and more of you. That's right. It's it's a lot. Like, it's a lot like how uh, UFO stories. Uh, oh, abdu- yeah. Abduction stories goes that it's it, it starts out like a weird dreamer feeling. And yeah. when you retell it and you retell it and people want more and more. Right. And you have and you feel like there's a need for you to perform. It just gets more and more. Right. But yeah. So but yeah, there's um, there is a. Yeah, flannel man's a thing apparently, but I don't think yeah. I, as as a hypnagogic thing, as a phenomenon, and then as the actual bell of a lumberjack, I don't think there's any overlap. Even if I believed in this stuff, if yeah. I thought that the stuff actually just existed out in the ether, right. I don't think the two are the same. No, and also psychologically, I don't think the two are the same. But Mm-mm. but no, uh, I may have to go do a road, road trip. I mean, I'm down for this. Yeah, but that was that was my 15 minutes. That's what that's what my my little episode would have been. So now we have to fill an hour. So it's going to be mind disasters. Oh, I mean, there's plenty of them. So Get, it's not like we can't fill that fill that topic. Oh, up. I'll tell you. Hey, everybody, pause right now. Get on YouTube and look up mind disaster dirge because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Oh God, just a lot of high lonesome. Uh, Mountain music about good men dying in the mines. Oh, yeah. Because it's not just Western Kentucky. Oh, no, it's everywhere. It is. I mean, Appala- Appalachia is. Well, didn't we also have, you know, uh, down in Mexico or something, South America, where we had the miners trapped under like a mine? Oh, yeah, the Chilean miners. Yeah, yeah. Chilean and, miners. And apparently there's some stuff they're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Because they were probably hallucinating. Or, oh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm hmm. Or, you know, it was like their last, they thought they were dead and like, yeah, don't make that movement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and there, there is a, t- uh, before we actually get into the real, the real stuff, there is a, uh, immense history of, of, of minor folklore all around the oh, world, yeah. uh, Tommy knockers and sprites. Oh, and, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll say this towards the end, but there, there does, there is a little bit of Manson stuff in this. Because you get into a lot of hollow earth people, a lot of the hollow earth people mm-hmm. bring a lot of this mind stuff into it. We were watching Hellier the other day, yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. Hellier. Trying not to say goblin, hairless goblin children. Yeah, for a yeah, while. exactly. Lord have mercy. Uh, yeah, uh, because again, on, uh, on the uh, Monster Talk podcast, they just did a two parter about the Shaver Mysteries. Shaver was this 
deeply schizophrenic writer, post-World War II writer that um, wrote pulp, pulp uh, fiction, you know. And his publisher kind of, the long story short, the publisher pretty much took advantage of him and just uh, encouraged him to get real crazy and write all this stuff. And, uh, and that's where almost all all of the uh, of the uh, Hollow Earth folklore comes from. Oh, uh, yeah. So much of Dean, like the Underdark and Darrow's, you know, the, the, the evil dwarves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Darrow's and Tarot's were like the evil creatures underground they talked about. Somebody it, was also a little racist. Yeah, he was pretty racist. Oh, did you look up Shaver? Well, I mean, just the, not, the, just yeah. the little bit that I've got. Yeah. Yeah, this because is, he was he was in, yeah he was influenced by some stuff that Hitler liked too about you know uh, Ugh, yeah, so gross. Hit, hit, yeah isn't that weird Hitler liked short science fiction that makes me feel <laughs> bad but no but the shape but across. but in the very <sighs> first episode of Hellier they get in the whole Terry Wrist thing from mm-hmm. uh, from a book that called uh, was it Secret Cipher of the uh, the UFO Knots yes. yes well that's just like UFOnauts UFOnauts well, I still I immediately saw in the scrolling text they had his background stuff where they talking about it. And you pause it and we're like Dick Shaver, Richard Shaver. Like, rev- yeah, it's all comes back. All this bullshit. It's either Shaver I've re- it's either Shaver or HP Lovecraft. Yep. Everything everything in the fucked up world in the fucked up conspiracy <laughs> world is either either comes from Shaver or from Lovecraft. And we're all going you guys do realize that H.P. Lovecraft wrote fiction, right? Right. And you're like, no, no, it's not fiction. It's just, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Dianetics. Yeah. No. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then there's probably, there's probably some stuff. Yeah. But again, Shaver got it. Shaver was so popular. He got it out there. Yeah. I'll go ahead and blow my load on this. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring it. I'll forget. Well. Plastic cheating coming up. Yeah. Um, well, Charlie, Charlie Manson, you know, part of like we were talking about. Part of his helter skelter uh, dune buggy apocalypse race war was mm-hmm. was that they were going to go out and do the Death Valley, and he said that there was a uh, an underground utopian city. Yep. That they would take their golden rope down. He even bought a special golden oh, rope. Oh yeah. That they would go down there and and uh, and, and all that, and um, mm-hmm. that's a pretty. Sh- there's a most people. Most, uh, the the prosecutor that uh, that prosecuted pretty made a, a a pretty good case about how he was taking. The White Album and Revelations. Yep. Oh yeah. And getting a lot of stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. That's that. There, there actually is some thought that that if if uh, Charlie at least didn't read the Shaver um, Shaver mysteries and stuff like that, he he was when he was a kid. Excuse me. When he was a kid, that was the prime time to that the stuff to be like out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even like like there's little kids that have never seen Star Wars that can tell you what Star Wars is about. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So so you know, like I said, so he he it's, may have. Steeped in the pop culture of right. the time, but yeah, there's it, it, this, the more you read about Shaver and what it, what's it, what he's influenced, it's just everywhere. Yep. Yeah, and you know, I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Charlie was racist as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, so just it's all right up his alley. You know, yep. oh, this hollow earth place where we can hide and you know wait out the the race war, and then you know we can come back and. You know, I'll rule. I'll rule over the the black folks that you know killed off all the white folks except us because we're the we're right. the only worthy white folks. I'm like, there's there's also some talk wow. that, he, that he got a lot of underground city stuff from some li- from uh, listening to Hopi legends, but I don't uh, Hopi Indian uh, Native American yeah, legends. I don't like, know about that because also that was prime. 
that was prime, you know, again, boomer, gener- young boomer, uh, yeah. uh, uh, hippie generation. And they loved made up san- sanitized Let's be real, American too. Stories. Charlie was not a hippie. Right. He really was not. But that, not. that's who he hang out with. Oh, yeah. That's who he was hanging out with. Yeah. But Charlie so, wasn't a hippie. He borrowed some things right. because, you know, it was a great way to get girls mm. to do what he wanted them to do. But Charlie was no damn hippie. Right. He was well, a musician. <laughs> he was was a shitty musician yeah he was amongst other things (laughs) okay let's get to the real stuff yeah so i mean when you pull up the site that you sent sent us gendisasters.com yep gen kentucky mining explosions and accidents I mean, God, this dates. It, it goes. The, listen, if you go scroll down to Providence, where we're sitting right now in Providence, mm-hmm. there are ten. Holy uh, shit! There's nine or ten within a ten year period. Yeah, all of them dust explosions. Yep. Yep. You How know, long ago? Like like twenties and thirties. Okay. Yep. Uh, there's one from 1942. Uh, Madisonville's got one from 1912, from 1937. Greenville. Greenville, Kentucky, fiery coal mine explosion, August 1968. Yep. So, I mean, you know, this area right here is just... And I'll post links to the stuff that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean... I'll definitely post a link to that picture, that front page. Yes. Because the fact that it even exists bothers me until I actually... (laughs) Until I can flip the page and see if it ever actually mentions any of that stuff. I know it because it's like, come on now. Mm. You going to call ahead first, make sure they still got it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not making that drive without doing that. Oh, hell no. Four hours is a long way to go, especially if, I mean, is there a Trader Joe's? <laughs> I bet there's not. It's Pineville. <laughs> I know, which is why I'm like, if there's, if it's four hours. Like I said, I'll, I'll do points of interest in Pineville. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or surrounding areas. Right. Stop in Louisville on the way back or something. I don't know. Now, Pineville's over by uh, West Virginia. I It's not that far over because West Virginia is more like a six hour drive. Oh, God. Yeah. Although, if we're going that far, you know, we could make a trip to visit Mothman. If we go to West Virginia? Oh, yeah. yeah we could. We really need to go to the Mothman Festival. Yeah. When's that? I forget. I think they've already had it this year. If you say in August. <laughs> West has been planning, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is... Um, they, for the last two years, they've had a, a, a Crypticon in Frankfurt. Hmm. And I've been meaning to go because Blake Smith of Monster Talk actually has done a couple. Yeah. Um, I, I could have met him by now, but anyways. Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm digressing. Tell us about the real shit. All right. So out of all of these, I mean, you know, it's like just it. It's like I can throw a dart and just pick one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I might as well. There are so many mind disasters in America. I know. They're that just we, terrible. We, we could have a we, it, there's enough material that we could have a podcast called My Favorite Mind Disaster. I know. We we won't because that would be ripping off one of our favorites. I know, but you but really you could just do a podcast. Yeah, you, know, you just you just your favorite weird. Yeah, I mean, let's see. They are gruesome. They are. They're terrible. Let's see. You know. Oh the, my God, Harlan County. So. One of the more, more interesting mine tunnels, actually, not really a mine, but a tunnel that was built was Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, we just had finished Chernobyl the other night. Yes, but uh, those were '80s miners. Yeah, they were, <laughs> they were. And actually, though, the way they portrayed them, that reminds me of how Dad told said that miners acted in you know. Yes. Because if they were they, if you were in the bathhouses, they would just beat the shit out of each other, like mm-hmm. really, really almost homoerotic uh, hazing. And the 
Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Greenville, Kentucky, fiery coal mine explosion, August of 1968. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greenville, Kentucky, rescue workers began the slow process today of carrying out the bodies of nine miners reported killed Wednesday in a fiery explosion in a coal mine shaft near here. A mine employee who asked to remain unidentified said the rescue workers had found eight bodies in one area of the mine. The body of the ninth miner was found nearby, he said. The employee said it would take some time for the workers to bring the victims to the surface because the shaft area was small. The first body was discovered at about 4 a.m. Eastern time today, 14 hours after the accident was reported. Throughout the rescue operation and the reported finding of the bodies, mine officials, police, and other authorities have refused to discuss the accident with newsmen. The entire landing and the entire area... uh, Leading to the River Queen mine entrance was cordoned off soon after the accident, and newsmen have not been permitted in. The mine, owned and operated by Peabody Coal Company, is just south of the small coal mining community in western Kentucky. About 300 persons, women, men, and miners, uh, lined the road leading from the mine area to seek out loved ones, relatives, and friends among those being carried out. One of the bystanders, a middle-aged man wearing a green uniform, said, I've been in mining all my life, and my brother-in-law is down there, and I know there is no chance. The explosion rocked a shaft inside the mine with a series of blasts. A miner who had been working in a nearby area said, The blast knocked you down every time you got up, just like a cyclone. Rescue operations, coordinated by the Kentucky Division of Mines and Minerals, began soon afterwards. It was estimated that the trapped miners were nearly 8,000 feet back from the entrance to the mine and about 90 feet beneath the surface. Initial attempts to enter the mine were hampered by debris that clogged the entrance, thick coal dust, and intense heat. At one point, the rescuers reported the underground temperatures in several adjoining shafts and, and tunnels to be above 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Rescuers who first discovered, who discovered the first dead miner said he probably died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Mine company officials refused to make any statement on the cause of the explosion. Listing of the casualties. Bobby English, 34, of Beach Creek. Ernest Miller, 45, of Central City. Paul Creekmer, 44, of Central City. James Harris, 33, of Sacramento. Frank Epley, 45, of Greenville. Denny Salig, 58, of Eccles. James Bryant, 25, of Cromwell. William Rice, 31, of McHenry. And Robert Fridinger, 36, of Madisonville. Hmm. That was Central City in 68. So, you know. Yeah, and, and the coal dust is is incredibly dangerous. It is. Because it's it's partic- it's it's combustible particulate matter in the air. So if it mm-hmm. and if it's lit off, it just you know, it just blows everything. It's like um they have the same problem around uh, granaries mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. grain dust is an explosion hazard. Yes. Right. Where so, I used to work was uh, we we worried about dust, right? Because if something, if we had a a small explosion somewhere in the in the dryer and it shook the dust off the pipes, we had to worry about because uh, the crossover pipes would get extremely hot because mm-hmm. they get thermite in them, and uh, we had to worry about the dust igniting. Yeah, I mean, I watched dust just that sat on top of it just catch on fire, and so if any of that started falling, you're just gonna have a fireball. Yep. Yep. And, and it's all, you know, it's confined space, gas problems. Dad was telling me about what they used to call uh, 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 dark damp. That's where there's no oxygen in the air. And oh, then, I remember this one. And then wet damp is uh, is methane. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, I, I just have to worry about sulfur dioxide at work. So <laughs> what you, what did you find, Kate? Um, Wheatcroft 
1989. Yeah. Uh, Wheatcroft, Kentucky coal mine explosion and fire September of 1989. And I remember this. Yeah. Um, because one of these men, his widow and his daughter, I knew them. Right. And I just realized this because I was reading the, the they list the miners killed and I went, oh, I know this one. Mm-hmm. Um, minor, mine fire killed rapidly, autopsies revealed. Autopsies on nine of ten miners killed in an underground methane gas explosion indicated, excuse me, um, they lived minutes at the maximum, probably more like seconds, the medical examiner said Thursday. The inhalation of superheated gases and inhalation of carbon monoxide in high concentrations is rapidly fatal, Dr. George Nichols said at a news conference. He said nine died of smoke inhalation and another who su- who survived for a brief period at Union County Methodist Hospital died from carbon monoxide inhalation in the nation's worst coal mine disaster since 1984. The explosion occurred Wednesday morning about 1,000 feet underground in the Pyro Mining Company's Williams Station Mine at Wheatcroft, a rural area about 35 miles northwest of here. A federal investigating team headed to the mine Thursday. We want to find out what happened so we can take steps to make sure it doesn't happen again, said Franco Gorman, a public information specialist with the Federal Mine Safety and Health Administration in Arlington, Virginia. The formal investigation will probably not begin until today, he said. Nichols said there was no evidence of any disabling injuries to anyone else at the time, which employs anyone else at the mine, which employs 367 workers on three shifts. That indicates to me that the explosion caused a vast amount of carbon monoxide to be formed, but not a huge concussive type of explosion, he said. The medical examiner said there was evidence that one of the miners had removed a self-rescuer mask from his pack, but that it hadn't been applied to his mouth or nose. Miners carry the devices on their belts to filter out poisonous carbon monoxide in emergencies. Nichols said that the use of the self-rescuer in saving the lives would depend on the concentration of carbon monoxide in the mine. One miner who refused to identify himself said several of his co-workers had expected an explosion in the mine. We all had the same thought on our minds, he said at the miner's diner in Wheatcroft. Somebody is going to drop the ball. We're just thankful. It's horrible. It's awful that it was just 10 men. The miner said he and other miners thought that when an explosion occurred, it was going to be all of Williams Station. He said methane gas buildup is inevitable no matter how much ventilation is used. Charles Schultes, president of Pyro's parent company, Costain Coal Incorporated, said something may have caused buildup of methane, an explosive gas that occurs naturally in coal seams, and that mine operators are required to ventilate. He acknowledged that the U.S. Mine Safety and Health Administration cited the mine about two months ago for high levels of methane. Ed Kalman, a pyro spokesman, said the company would have no comment until the investigation is completed. The investigation is expected to take several weeks. The mine entrance remained closed and under guard Thursday morning. The accident claimed the highest death toll since 27 miners died in a Utah coal mine on December 19, 1984, O'Gorman said. Kentucky and federal records show four previous fatal accidents at the pyro mine since it opened in February 1983 including a 1986 death that may have been related to methane. Less than a year ago, three miners were hurt in a blasting accident. Wednesday's explosion occurred as the miners dismantled longwall mining machinery, which continuously moves a cutter from side to side along a long exposed coal face, 
O'Gorman said. Sharon Scott, wife of one of the victims, Curtis Scott, 47, of Madisonville, said her husband never talked about at home about his work in the mines. He was quiet, she said. He didn't like to talk about work at home, and he never discussed anything about it once he got home. He always left his work back at the mines. The other victims were Lynn Austin Ashmore, 31, of Slaughter's, Kenneth Edward Reed, 32, of Slaughter's, Roger Clifford, 32, of Morganfield, Mark Stephen Hedges, 31, of Morganfield, Rick Dale Ferguson, 34, of Madisonville, Paul Terry Harris, 39, of Providence, Anthony Terry McElroy, 36, of Providence, Ernest Warren Stewart, 40, of Morton's Gap, James Anthony Tinsley, 36, of Marion. A memorial service was planned tonight at Union County High School in Morganfield. Hmm. Yeah, that, and it's good you read the names. Uh, uh, it's a lot, but I because no one else, no one else is reading their names. Never will I not acknowledge that, yeah. that these were actual people who had actual lives right. and families that they left behind. That that reading about the Belva mine explosion that kind of actually made me angry about the whole lumberjack bullshit because again, twenty seven men died, and there's mm-hmm. you know one of the articles I read described all the rescuers that went. And all the wives and the children are just waiting outside. Mm-hmm. And you know these these were these were men in the community. Yes, these these were the community. These yes. these were the breadwinners. People wonder why why Kentucky holds on to coal so hard. And That's be- because this was our bread and butter. This is what this is what built the house. This is what fed your children. Mm-hmm. And it, well, there's nothing else right now. And a lot of it, a lot of it's obstinate ignorance. I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. that. A lot of it is is because. This is what makes your family survive. Yes. And for the longest time, too, you know, I mean, it was the company store yes. where you got everything. My mother's salon was the company store for the the mine uh, in, really? our, in our town. Yeah. The snack room was actually the vault. And the oh. vault door, that's why that that's why that snack room door is like four feet okay. thick. Uh, and it, we, we had to pull the vault. The vault sitting in somebody's, uh, uh, the vault door sitting in somebody's barn right now. But when we pulled pulled everything out of it, we found the chits. Mm-hmm. Dad's got them somewhere. We found we found oh, yeah. we found the company script. Oh, here's a funny story. Just uh, just because that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, when Dad was underground, uh, and this this will explain about why I am like I am too. Oh yeah. Dad actually would wear his mask. Mm-hmm. And a lot there's a lot of shit where men just down there they you know, of course they beat the shit out of each other if they smoked or whatever. We got real egregious, but. It wasn't manly to use safety equipment. It wasn't manly to, to, to wear oh, your fucking yeah. seatbelt. Well, Dad wore his mask all the time, and they tried to call him Dogface. And Dad hates nicknames, and he would not he would not answer to the Dogface. I'm Brian. Why Brian? Why won't you answer to Dogface? And he goes, "You fucking ass bear, quit calling me Dogface. Because if a rock falls and you, Dogface ain't coming if you call for him." Mm-hmm. Paul Brown will come, but Dogface won't. Yeah. <laughs> so they quit calling him Dogface. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. I mean, and I don't know. I don't know what to say about coal other than in my line of work, you see uh, coal miners with coal miner insurance. Mm-hmm. And it's really good insurance. Mm-hmm. But then again, it has to be. Yes. There are we. There is a certain amount of uh, Kentucky has a certain ratio in the country of, of of course, lung diseases and whatnot. But a mm-hmm. lot of yeah, we get a lot of um, 
black lung fund claims too. Mm-hmm. But also there's so many, uh, as, as the mines became safer, because they did become safer mm-hmm. and, be, and it less became stories about explosions. And I remember, hell, I remember when I was a kid hearing about the Dotiki mine, God, God, a man got his arm ripped off by a conveyor belt, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so in a lot of, a lot of the danger ended up being just because coal miners were working, t- were working too long. They, yeah. were, they were taking drugs to, and it's, it's still a massive problem. Oh, it's still a massive problem. Yeah. Uh, with, the, with the younger kids going into it. But you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, I know quite a few old men that they get, had to retire because some asshole backed a trolley into them. Yep. You know, you know, they were, they didn't no, no fall their own, no, no explosion. No, mm-hmm. no, just some, some dingbat put it in reverse, didn't look behind him and, and ran him over. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, underground yes yeah. i'm sure that we we could both name names of people who um you know they just had to retire because their bodies have given out yeah and i'm glad dad retired in his in his late 40s early 50s because you know he's a man 72 but you think he's in early 60s you know it's mm-hmm. just it's just meanness is keeping him young. <laughs> <laughs> just being stubborn is keeping him young well dad was kind of forced out because mm-hmm. um um, they laid him off is what happened yeah. because it was all I, well, what I know is they, they laid him off and it was, he was just like, fine, whatever. I don't care. And, uh, he spent time looking for a job and he got laid off about the same time that, um, we all found out that. Emily was coming onto the scene. Mm. So, um, you know, he drove me to a lot of doctor's appointments. Yeah. Oh, but that was fun. <laughs> oh, bless him. He got to wait in the waiting room, you know, with all the other expectant mommies. And mm. they're like, so, you know, do you have a baby, dude? My grandbaby. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, but I know your dad, too. He was, I'm sure, was flirting with all of them. Of course mm. he was. You've met my dad. You know, I mean, he... uh came to the hospital to see his first grandbaby, you know, from an interview. There's a picture of dad and brand new baby Emily. He's in a suit and tie and he's got this tiny little baby and he's just, he's just beaming from ear to ear. That's great. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, and it, when he, when she was two, he went to green river, uh, and started off there as corrections officer, and before too long, he was um, classification treatment officer. And then from Green River, he went to parole, uh, probation and parole. So, you know. Cool. Yeah. I remember when Dad. Uh, it's kind of weird how the unions thing worked in the in the nineties when he when he when he quit. Uh, he quit. He retired. It was kind of a retirement forced out thing. Yeah. Well, he went. Uh, mom. His That's own, pretty much how it was with my yeah, dad. Dad, of course, mom had the salon. Mm-hmm. And uh, so dad's like, well, your mother already has the salon. So dad got his cosmetology license, mm-hmm. you know, in his 40s, oh, you know, yeah. old coal miner. And uh, and so he he, he became a, a, hair, a hairstylist uh, and worked with mom. And uh, it was always great because, you know, it was the early 90s, you know, and what people thought of men who were hairdressers in the early 90s. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, of course, you always had to split your, cosme- your cosmetology degree, right? Well, he would do that. And then under that, he had 
just to fuck with people. He had his mining degree because <laughs> he was one of the first. He, went, he was one of the first guys to get a underground mining degree from from the community college. Yep. When they offered it, he had his uh, his Air Force. Uh, 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 per, uh, thing. They give they give it to you. His honorable discharge. Yep. His honorable his, discharge. His th- his thing for uh, his his certificate for actually serving and being overseas in Vietnam mm-hmm. and all this stuff just, just to mess with people. You know. Oh yeah. And yeah, he ended up. You know, every every woman that came in to get her. Uh, Get her hair cut, you know, by mom. Her her bored old husband ended up getting her getting his head uh, his hair cut by dad. So you know. Yep. And uh, oh, and I also remember that by the time um, I was very pregnant with Emily, when it was you know you can feel the baby kick. She wouldn't kick for mom, mm-hmm. but you know she sure would for dad. Mm-hmm. Boy, that pissed off mom. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I got a good folklore thing for the mines. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, Lord knows there's a lot of those stories. Well, this this one's purely urban legend. It may just mm-hmm. be one. Number one, miners, if you don't know, are notorious bullshitters. Oh yes, they bullshitters are. and and fabulists and and just whatever it is to get you wound up. Well, Man, the, those old guys that worked in the mines, they, they like to come in and flirt with me, and I think it's fun. And they're also vicious. They all oh, they were vicious. Uh, I won't get into mm-hmm. it, but, but the stuff that went on in the bathhouses. As for hazing, mm-hmm. you think you you think a fraternity uh, phrasing a uh, hazing or military hazing is bad? Ain't oh my! Nothing on minors. Oh no, no, no! It's terrible stuff. But um, the 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 story was is that every every season when they would shut down a shaft, shut down a mine, all the all this all the rats get trapped inside because there's mm-hmm. always rats down there. Oh yeah! And when you would come back. At the beginning of a new season, when it was safe to start mining that shaft again, when the mm-hmm. weather got right for it, they'd always open that that main door up, and one giant rat would come running out because that was the biggest, meanest one that had ate all the others. Oh yeah! But now there is a real story about rats that will Ugh. that no, you're, you're, I hate rodents so very much. Uh, <laughs> well, Look, I'm the person who mm-hmm. um, the last time okay. I work for a pharmacy that's in a grocery store. Right. In any kind of grocery store, you will have the occasional mouse mm-hmm. because you just do. They come in off the back dock. They're looking for produce. They're looking for something to eat. They like the pharmacy because it's warm and it has paper and they nest in there. Right. Well, I mean, we have the exterminator that comes regularly. They take care of the problem, except what's left behind is mouse poop. Yeah. Well, Okay. Your girl here mm-hmm. listens to this podcast will kill you and is like, uh-uh, Honda hantavirus. Honda virus. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, thank you. Black We're not plague. doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that shit. Mm-hmm. So um, regularly, I will pull out the drawers. And if I see that there's poop in the drawers, right. the gloves come out, mm-hmm. the bleach-based cleaner comes out. I don't blame you. And I'm like, no, right. don't touch anything. I'm going to clean out the drawers. And they're like, but, but... No, no one's getting hantavirus on my watch. No. And everybody kind of makes fun of me. And I'm like, fuck you guys. No, no, no. That's gross. Rodents carry diseases. They, sure do. they are disease vectors. Get them the fuck out of my pharmacy. And their droppings, too. The, uh, the story was, <laughs> was that, uh, of course, down the mine, they get, there are rats. They, yes. get, they get down in there because... It's where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, oh, tangent. I was when Dad was telling me that story about the mine, the, the literal fucking mine shaft behind our garage uh-huh. that I almost got, I could have gotten narnied in when I was eight. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I said, "Well, good thing goblins didn't come out of it," because I was telling him about Hellier. Oh my god! 
And he, and he goes, and he goes, that's where the goddamn rats come from. Remember Jesus the time we had, Christ. remember we had the time we had rats? Because you know we're we're people. We don't get rats, you know. Right. And he's just like, them goddamn rats come in that mine shaft. But uh, <laughs> so has your neighbor got a mine shaft? Oh, that's another. Oh, I'm gonna tell. I'm just gonna tell this story because uh, because why not? <laughs> Last summer, I'm on my back porch, right? When I'm still smoking. Oh my god! And uh, I think I sent you the picture. You yeah, did. You did. Oh uh, my god! When I, was, I about had a cow. Well, I was out there burning a cigarette, and I hear this weird popping noise, this cracking and popping noise, and I look over to where it's coming from, to where my neighbor is, and I, you know, I've told you about my neighbor. What a, you know, and you see all the shit he has in his yard. It's yep. it's it's all scavenged uh, excess uh, construction material that he'll Dang never old skeeters. that he'll never use. And there are, because he has a pile of stuff out there for them to live under, and he's thrown a deer skull out there. Fucking yee-yees, man. There was eight or nine fucking rats pulling this deer skull apart, and they were yanking the teeth out of the upper jaw and popping them to get at the stuff inside. And it was the most horrific fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And this is why when we see... A tiny little mouse run through the pharmacy. Yeah. You can hear me screaming across right, the store. Right, right. No shit. Yeah. Well, anyways, I immediately went out and bought like 50 or $60 worth of, of rat bait. Anyway. Yeah. And <laughs> Kevin's sitting here grinning because he's like, yeah, and we can also hear you laughing three hours away. Right. The, uh, but in the, in the mines, <laughs> in the, in the mines, they they have they have the trolleys and the carts, right? Mm-hmm. Runs on a, runs on a three rail system. Two for yep. the wheels, and a third's electrified. Yeah. Well, what they would do is this Don't is never like, touch that third rail. No, exactly. This is what we're getting to because this is this is what how miners would fucking uh, uh, amuse themselves underground during lunchtime. They take somebody's lunch pail, lean it against, the, lean it over the third rail, and start throwing pieces of sandwich into it. And of course, that's how they'd zap rats. Well, that's I mean, that's what they did to amuse themselves. Ugh. Also, you didn't use the porta potties down there because they were on sleds, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're in there, got if you're the dumbass who went in there and took a shit during your shift, somebody come run along, push it over because you're on. They start pushing because it's on a sled on a slope. You, you'd get you get a little bit of a ride, you know. Oh yeah, this is what they did to each other underground. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, bunch of assholes. <laughs> but you know, I mean, what do you expect? I don't know. <laughs> Bunch of mean old assholes with nothing better to do, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, but that, that's our cul- again, that's where the fuck you I do what I want culture comes from. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, I, look, I don't know what y'all expect, but this is how it is around here. Right. <laughs> hard living. I mean, every everything everything that people have around here comes from hard work. Yes. If you want something around here, you are going to have to work for it. Right. I mean, you know, I I know that you think that, you know, maybe Wes and I might have it kind of easy because we don't work underground. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, sister girl. Uh-uh. I work around shit and you and you work on your feet all day. And I, I deal with the public and the public. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, that's, that's, and my, that, that, yeah that's my favorite. That's my favorite joke. I would much rather deal with people's literal shit than their metaphorical shit. And I am so glad I stay behind the gate now. And frankly, I mean, it's not. So much that I, I mind working with the public. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with your insurance company. Right. And I have to clarify prescriptions with your doctor. And a pro tip for you guys. Your insurance company hates you. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that now. They are banking that you will die before you need their services. And that's what they're really hoping for. 
So they they like to do what's called prior authorization. They like to pull that one out. Mm. No, your drug needs a prior authorization. That means that your doctor has to justify to the insurance company why you need this drug. Well, that leaves me to be the messenger to say, I'm sorry, but your insurance company wants prior authorization. And then somebody yells at me. And you're the face and you're the bad guy. Exactly. Right. I get people who don't feel good, mm-hmm. who have been told bad news, mm-hmm. who, you know, they're just they're not having a good day. Yeah. That's what I get on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know why you think it's an easy job, folks, but it's not. Every, I, we get people who come and they apply for the pharmacy tech position because they're like, they think it's supposed to be a glamorous job. And I'm like, are you high? <laughs> That's like some of them, you know, think that they can sneak drugs out too. Yeah. Nope. We do inventory. We do perpetual inventory, guys. And then they say how hard it is. Yep. 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 To sneak drugs out. It, it is not an easy job. Nope. Because mm. it is a it is a high stress, fast paced environment, and you have to think on your feet as well as run around in circles. Basically, what we are expected to do all day long is perform miracles. I get doo doo in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want your job either. Uh, a little flex of it, just <laughs> <laughs> fine mists and sprays. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so you know, I mean. It's <laughs> oh 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 sinkholes yes just random fucking sinkholes everywhere uh, again my front yard of my parents place yep uh, one morning uh, this is 10 15 years ago is when mm-hmm. we, this, is, this is after this is when we had to start you know having a a, a, a relationship with the division of, of abandoned mines oh yeah well it was uh, a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and a dad had they just put in this brand new gravel driveway that goes no. that goes that goes up you know because we had the one uh-huh. dri- goes up along along the side of the you know the hill and all that uh-huh. oh yeah we're the assholes that live on the hill by the way <laughs> yeah that's that's how that's what i've dealt with all my like, we're the assholes that live on the hill oh, my parents work uh but, well but, you know yeah but but the 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 mail carrier came in just stomp up the house one morning goes why didn't you tell me about that dan why do you put some kind of signs around that hole in, the, in, the, in your driveway i almost put a put the mail truck in it well, what hole we went out there and it's fucking 10 foot across dear and almost as deep sinkhole had opened up in the front yard perfectly on the borders of the, of the gravel holy and, shit yeah straight down just water at the bottom it was a, it was kind of a kind of chilly that morning so uh-huh. so just good little bit of amount of steam coming out of it oh, uh, it's no. like it's like the beginning of a, of a 1980s horror movie <laughs> yeah no thank you <laughs> but just but just it just formed overnight uh-huh there is a the apartment complex that borders my parents property they've had to shut down an entire building because the ground has dropped like straight up, like dad came and mow on it because it's on it's, it's on our property. Holy fuck! It dropped like two feet. Uh-uh. Yeah, so, so oh, no, no, so dad, no. You know, so we don't mow that. But yeah, you know, but uh, uh, yeah, but like I said, it's just it's. Oh, I remember one time the plant I used to work at. Mm-hmm. Tunnel opened up in the middle of the damn plant yard, and it was about six feet deep. Again, overnight, look down. I oh, was, yeah. and they're all flooded, right? Oh yeah. I could see the the ceiling, uh, the the ceiling uh, timbers. From yep. the, yeah, it just it's just nuts. Everything yeah. around here is undermined. Is undermined. Absolutely everything undermined. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yep. It's all undermined. I mean I I I know that our house is undermined. I know it is. Like I said, Granny used to get a a check from um from Peabody or what somebody? 
Was it what a state or a corporation? It was a corporation. I want to say Alliance. Right. But I could be wrong too. I'd have to ask mom. I can't and remember. Nobody, and nobody. And no. Listen. And very few people are getting those checks. This isn't. Oh, this, yeah. this isn't like Alaska where you get a thousand dollars a year kickback. Uh-uh. Kickback from the uh, from the old corporations. You know, no. Nope. No. 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 Um, this. Yeah. Very. There's not very many people who actually manage to make a really good deal. Yeah. With anybody, but you know, you know. And, and to get a little political about it, the reason that that. One of the reasons that people are so hardcore about the coal mining jobs is they remember in the 80s mm-hmm. when a man who was illiterate, because dad knew guys who would sign their contracts with an ex, yep. could make, in 1980s money, $80,000 a year. Absolutely. And that meant a house that you built. Mm-hmm. That meant that meant clothes for your kids. Your kids would go to a good school. Yep. You know, that that was money. That was, again, $80,000 a year. You get a John boat and go fishing. Yeah. In, in, you could go to Florida. Mm-hmm. You could have a life. Yeah. You could be a person. Hell, you could have a house down in Florida. Yeah. So that that is why people are so hardcore about getting the coal mining jobs back mm-hmm. because that's that's what they remember. Yeah. And still, and you still get kids who 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 you know twenty somethings who really want to go get their get get their surface card and go underground, you know? And, and I'm ma- like, guys, you're not going to make that kind of money. Because they think they're making, because they think they're going to make 50, they, they will make 50, $60,000 a year starting out yeah. if they break their back doing overtime. Yeah. But buddy, you ain't ever going to make more than that. It's, no. and it, it ain't like a grandpa. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So. No, you, you will not make that kind of money. You will never see that kind of money again. Right. It's just not going to happen. Right. So, I mean, coal's on its way out. You, you have it's been find, out. It's yeah, been out. You've got to find something else. Mm-hmm. You have got to. find And there's something things else. we can do around. I mean, this is this, yeah. is this is where I get my pedestal. What pisses me off is that a couple of years ago, they the, uh, there was a state. And I can't I can't remember if it's through the state or through UK, which is the same thing. Yeah, they were going to teach. <laughs> they were going to teach coal laid off coal miners how to code in Eastern yeah. Kentucky. And number one, that was a bad idea in general because they have fucking dial up out there. It's Eastern Kentucky. They have dial-up. Yeah, where's that fiber optics? Oh, nowhere. Yeah. How 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 you how you you know working from home with that? Number two, it was heavily embezzled. It was a sham. Uh, I don't know if you read about that or not, uh-huh. but those, all that stuff got spent on on uh, personal shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the education they were given was terrible, anyways. Oh yeah. But the point is, is that that's that's the outsider view. Is you know, it's it, I really make it f- again as a liberal wiener as I am. I'm very much a guy from Kentucky, and I have yeah. a lot. I do have some resentment about outside people who may even have my same worldviews. Yeah. Seeing, bringing, looking at this uh, at Kentucky through their own prism. Yeah. Listen, when you say, well, let's, let's just let those, uh, those coal miners learn how to code because that's what I sent my, my son to school to do. And he's got a, and he's got a job out in California and a startup making a boatload of money. Well, damn. That, that sh- yeah, that shit ain't going to work because what you're basically saying is let them eat cake. Yeah. Learning, let them learn this to code. This is Kentucky, yeah. and we're not going to do that here. What, Why don't we teach them a useful skill? Because, frankly, we still need people to do trade work. Right. Teach them how to be mechanics. Electricians. Te- yeah. No, listen, here's the thing. Yeah. The new, the, no, I've got to, I've not, <laughs> here's here's where everybody uh, unsubscribes. Listen, yeah. The new Green Deal, which is a, which is a plan, which, you know what, the mm-hmm. new Green Deal, I think, is a good idea. But you know what? It's not going to be. 
the people in the in the wingtips and the three piece suits that are going to be installing new electrical line, laying no, concrete, installing windmills and and, sol- and they solar don't know panels. The first thing about no, that, who's going to do it is people from around here. That, Damn right it is. Because you, know, you know what, people from around here know how to do that shit. Yeah, and so so you like I said, you bring it in and you and you teach them ele- electrical jobs. You and you you know, like I said, you. Listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be the blue collar people. Yeah, and goddamn, that make that not shit everybody happen. needs to or wants to go to college. Mm-hmm. You know, the world does not need everyone to have a bachelor's degree, right? Because you don't need a bachelor's degree to lay concrete. Yeah, you do not need a bachelor's degree to be, you know, uh a journeyman electrician. Right. You need to go to trade school yeah, to you, be a journeyman electrician. Yeah, yeah. You, and you're not going to have your utopian uh, future home with solar panels on the roof without some guy chewing tobacco up there, laying, <laughs> putting a new roof on, and exactly. install and install and installing. You know, who knows what the hell he's doing? Yeah, installing your, your, your solar you know, panels. Yeah. He's been to trade school and he knows what the fuck he's doing. But you know, if you want to have some dumbass city slicker coming and go, well, everyone needs a college degree. Fuck off! You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'll tell you right now. And if I wanted your goddamn opinion, I'd fucking ask for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I work, I work again, I work in municipal infrastructure, mm-hmm. water and wastewater. We need people that can use a backhoe. We need people that know how to uh, weld. We need, you know, we, we know that's very important. Be- uh, I don't know. I, again, we're on our high horse. I'm going to cut all the well, shit okay, out. I'm going to cut all the shit out. Oh, don't. Why would you edit it? <laughs> I that's don't That's what know. we are. <laughs> Look, I work in pharmacy and do you know what we need with pharmacy technicians? A, people who aren't crazy. B, people who can show up to work on time. Mm-hmm. C, people who show up to work to work. Mm-hmm. And D, people who can actually learn how to be a good pharmacy technician. Right. Because there's more to it than counting pills, putting them in a vial, and slapping a label on it. But that was a lot of alphabet. Get the fuck out. I love that dead air. Ooh, that was electric. Uh. But, you know, there's there's more to it than just, you know, counting pills putting them in a vial and slapping a label on it. There's more to it than, you know, running a register. There's a lot of things that go into being a pharmacy tech that people don't know about, but we can train you to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of it is hands-on learning that I need you to be able to wrap your head around. I need you to be able to grasp these concepts. Otherwise, I'm going to look at you and go, okay, you, you can go to release. Right. I need somebody who can do this. Go to release. Hmm. <laughs> Go to drive through. And like I said, and it's just, and, but and again, it's like anything. You just people around here want to work. Yes. Yeah. There is. There are lazy people that don't. But there, there but there lazy are lazy people that don't yeah, work everywhere. And they and they are the ones that stick out like sore thumbs. Yes. Like I said, people around here are willing to do miserable ass work for a fair wage. They sure they are. They are willing to do miserable underground coal work. Yes. For a good wage. They sure as hell are. They, they're like, like I said, when you roll up the new green deal and you're going to be having all your, all your magic uh, Tesla solar panels on your roof. Mm-hmm. You know who's going to sit out in the sun and do that shit? Uh huh. Right. Bubba who chews tobacco and has, you know, mm-hmm. his uh, a, a beat, beat his electrical pan. license. Yeah, and who understand who understands how to install a, a solar panel because the state came in and, and sent him to school for six months to do it. You got it. And that's how you rebuild the fucking economy. But I'm also, you know. Liberal wiener. So, well, you know that's all right. 
I'm the moderate centrist black sheep, so it's mm. okay. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> uh, don't we feel good for getting that out? Yeah. We're so superior. <laughs> oh, okay. So I told the giant rat story. I told <laughs> I'm trying to have something fun to end on. Uh, well, uh, when... I married Kate, her younger brother, and his best friend, who was like Kate's other little brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, basically told me when we were getting ready to move to California, if you hurt her, there are plenty of sinkholes we know about that they'll never find your body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like that. Oh, uh, I remember when I was in high school, in Massville, there is the training mine. Yes. Which is just a big, basically, gravel pit they've covered over. Mm-hmm. It's uh, behind Browning Springs. Right, exactly. Well, they took us out there. And That's where I went to middle school, incidentally. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, they, they took us out there to, to do a walkthrough of it, you know, because mm-hmm. it, you know, it was like career day. Yeah, well, they did they that tur- to us, too. They turned the fucking light off to show you how dark it is. Fuck that. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Could you imagine being... I would start seeing popes, too, if I was down there for 14 days. Yeah. I started wigging out when they did that to us, and yeah. they jerked me out of there pretty damn quick because they were like, nope, you do not need to be here. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. they're like, maybe mining isn't for you, Katie. <laughs> you think? Right, right, right. Mil- but- military intelligence was for her. <laughs> yeah, because I took the ASVAB in high school and uh, scored pretty high, and they were like, you know, you should join the Marines and be military intelligence. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then that didn't work out, so... Oh, do you got anything to plug? <laughs> Phone charger. Yeah. Yeah. I was recently a guest on uh, Carl Mamer, who I know through uh, the Monster Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. I was a, uh, a guest on his show, the Burlington Friendship Society. Ooh, cool. Which is which he does like an episode a year. Ooh. But it's fun because uh, we... we it, well, you know, that's still fun, though. Oh, it's very fun. And I'll, I'll hopefully by the time that this comes out... Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll come out too, uh, and I'll I'll post a link to that. I was on a previous a uh, couple months ago. I was on an episode of his uh, conspiracy skeptic uh, right podcast that comes out uh, more often. But I'll link to those. Carl's a great guy. I really enjoy Carl. Nice. Uh, he likes this podcast, so he's got to oh, be cool. Nice. Yeah, he's our uh, on our analytics. He's our two percent that's in Canada. So. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Is he on our Facebook page? He needs to join our Facebook. Page. Uh, I should probably yes. talk. I should. Probably, I could probably talk to him if he listens. to This he'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but no, Carl. I, hey. I will, I'll link. I'll link to Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl. I'll link to his uh to his uh his podcasts uh uh during this. Okay, and of course I'll have to oh god. The worst part is when I actually do real research is I actually have to link all the bullshit that I find. Yeah. See, and here's here's the thing is that in a way it's easier for you to do real to do research because what you're looking to is real. What you're looking to do is actually a detectives <laughs> and it's had, it's had, uh, yeah, it's real. So there's, there's yeah. actually, you know, there's attributions. There's actually somebody's action. There's been, you know, the detectives and police work right. and journalism. I, I, and even the crazy theories though, I can still yell about cause I'm like, yeah, fuck you. That's bullshit. Yeah. Whereas the stuff I look into, it's literally 15 minutes of actually figuring out where it came from. And then what's bad is if it, if I do find the shaver, like I said, the shaver mystery connection, uh-huh. then I have to explain that shit for 30 minutes. It has nothing to do oh, with yeah. that. You know, so it turns into that. Oh, but, but that's still fun for us because, you know, then we go, oh. Right, right, right. <laughs> where can we be found online? You can find us at. Uh, Kernels of Truth on Facebook. Just search Kentucky Kernels of Truth. Please spell out Kentucky and Kernels. K-E-N-T-U-C-K-Y and C-O-L-O-N-E-L-S. You can find us at Twitter at 
of Kernels. You can find us on Instagram at Kentucky Kernels of Truth. And you can always email us at KentuckyKernelsOfTruth at gmail.com. If you send us hate mail, I'm going to critique it. But do email us what we would love yeah, feedback. We would, yes. Yeah, we would love to, if there's anything that you wanted us to cover or anything you found interesting that you think we might find, find interesting, and send it to us. We might turn it into a podcast. Yep. Yep. I just want an attaboy. Oh, yeah. I just want some validation. But if you do send us hate mail, I will go through it with a red pen app and totally critique it and send it back to you. Okay. Because I am that asshole. (laughs) Which brings me to what is is Kentucky's unofficial slogan? Fuck Fuck you. you. I I do do what what I want. want.